0: I want to uh, welcome you all to the Kingdom Takeover broadcast. Um, we're gonna go over the spirit of rejection. We're gonna go over part two, y'all. I think I got my notes right this time because the last time when it came out the printer, it started shooting out, and it was it was crazy. But I'm just gonna go. We're gonna go kind of revisit what we went over last week, and then we're going to. Um, and just kind of take over and go from there uh one thing is that the reason that we are discussing this one of the reasons that we are discussing this is a lot of times you know people find themselves they find themselves called to do something they get a call from the lord or whatever and they just jump up and they take off running you know you feel like you're called to preach you feel like you're a prophet you know got a word somewhere you um an apostle or whatever and so you're overzealous and you just take off running you just jump up and you just take off running and so a lot of times what we go is we go and get book knowledge without having taken care of the other issues so if you get book knowledge and you you can learn you can go to seminary school you can learn all the Bible you want to but if you still have internal issues those are the ones that would be a hindrance to your ministry. Those are the ones that would be a hindrance that could possibly cause somebody else to walk, you know, not even want to have anything to do with ministry. So it's best that even once you get the call to do that internal work, because we say it all the time, hurting people hurt people. And so what we're focusing on now is the spirit of rejection. So it's not going to be a whole bunch of hype. y'all. know I told y'all it's not going to be a whole bunch of, you know, uh, hype and chill bumps and all that, because what we need to get is some revelation. We need to get some knowledge, and um, so the one of the main spirits that I have found that attack people from moving forward in destiny is the spirit of rejection. And you know, sometimes you know you're called, but there are you have a list of reasons why you can't go forward, and a lot of those reasons are are hinged on the spirit of rejection. So what we're gonna do is. We just going to re- we just going to revisit some of what we went over last week y'all. Um some of the roots for rejection I had over here were um in your mother's womb, the manner of birth, uh baby not being bonded to mother, being adopted, Um, multiple causes, self-rejection, problems with school, with um, children in school, family issues, things like that. Some of those are reasons for rejections, but just briefly, we're going to touch on last week. What we talked about last week, the definition, I'm just going to go over some of the words. What is rejection? To refuse to accept, to refuse to hear, receive, or admit, to cast off, to spew out. So a lot of us have had to deal with that spirit of rejection. It's terrible. And we're going to go just a little bit deeper in there. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we don't realize how it really affects us and what attaches and how it hinders destiny. But as we go deeper into this, you're going to understand that was the enemy's tactic all along. And that's why it starts at such a young age. So points from last week. The spirit of rejections contribute to many other demonic bondages. It is one of the most common demons attacking a person. I would even go so far as to say it is the strong man. And we're going to see a lot of things that it's attached to. Um, the spirit of rejection, we learned that the spirit of rejection generally attacks a person in their youth. And it attacks, you, it attacks you in your youth if you think about it, because it shapes everything from that point on. It it shapes everything, and it begins to it's such a stronghold. It's so tight on you that it it affects everything from that point that it gets its grips into you. So many people wonder: Does everybody have to battle with the spirit of rejection? No. Some people, they, they might have a, a situation and it might just fall off, the, roll off their back. Some other people... Honey, that thing might get a grip on them for whatever reason. If they have some of those things that are rooted with the spirit of rejection, it'll get to them, it'll hold them, and it'll bind them. And the spirit of rejection, I'm telling you, it's so strong that it affects every. It affects your life decisions. It affects your jobs. It it affects your career decisions. It affects who you marry, it affects your relationship, it affects your friendships, who you choose, how you choose them, it affects all of this thing, so that's why I'm taking the time to revisit it again, because a lot of times when you and I get inboxes or texts or things like that, you know, people may say, hey, I think that I'm fighting that. So we want to revisit that again because the whole point of all of this is that we're getting a people prepared to go it with destiny. We're getting those people that you've been in ministry or you've been sitting in a ministry forever and you have not stepped out on what God called you to be. And so no matter, I don't care what nobody tell you, are uh, you here to serve, whatever, you sure are. And But there is a point where your servitude For that assembly must end and you must walk into what God ordained for you to do. Nobody was allotted to serve, uh, not many. Everybody was not allotted to serve in a ministry forever. Especially if you have a call on your life. Especially if God had given you an ordained uh, assignment. You were not supposed to be just sitting in one place forever. And so what we're trying to do is help you to launch out into destiny. Even if you're, 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 it might not be in a church. You might not be in the four walls. You might be somewhere else that you have to get, but you can get to people. You might have another assignment. You might help the homeless. You might pull people out the street. Whatever your assignment is, it's time to get about your father's business. So that's why we're taking a little time here to, to, um, overcome things the spirits that are keeping us bound because even if you if your job if your destiny is a soup kitchen where you're going to minister to people if you're bound by the spirit of rejection you don't feel like you can even that you're even worthy to do that you don't even feel like you can do it and so the question is no everybody is not bound by the spirit of rejection because a lot of people some people may not let it get in but many people do And so what does the spirit of rejection do to the person? Rejection starves a person from love and acceptance that they were designed to receive. And so if a child, I shared last week, if a child is not nurtured, like I had twins. My second pregnancy was twins. And one of the children was very demanding he i had to he just sucked up all my time he was ah, 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 about something all the time and so i had to hold him all the time which meant the other one i just had to feed him and lay him back down and he was cool but i noticed over time that he didn't seem to have any emotion and that was because I was putting everything into the one that I ironed all the time. And so the other one, he seemed content, but I had to, we had not bonded. And so I had to balance my time with everybody. I had to balance my time. And so that's what the spirit of rejection does. It starts the person from love and acceptance that they were designed to receive. So spirits that are brought on by rejection, fear, insecurity, the spirit of offense, jealousy, pride, self pity, isolation, and deception. These are the spirits that are b- brought on by uh, the spirit of rejection. And uh, rejection has a lot of fruit, which can widely vary from one person to another. Some of the common symptoms of rejection include, and we went over these last week, so I'm just going to briefly read them and then we're going go to go into something else rebellion. Wearing a mask. You know, a lot of us like to wear a mask. I mean, in front of one person, we one thing. In front of one, somebody else, we something else. Uh, build unrealistic expectations in relationships. A tendency to always wonder if a person rejects or accepts you. The need to fit in or be accepted by others and be a part of everything. Self-pity, where a person feels bad for themselves being all alone. You can't be wrong or receive correction or criticism, even the constructive kind. Rejection creates an environment where you are starved for love or just don't fit in. You have a tendency to blame God. A sense of pride that says, how dare you reject me? Opinionated personalities, uh, feelings of worthlessness, insecurities, and hopelessness. Seeking of a person's approval is a sign that you're basing your identity upon what they think of you. Envy, jealousy, and even hate can be rooted in je- in uh, rejection. Fear of confrontation. Not being able to admit you are wrong or receive constructive criticism. Being right makes them feel validated. Stubbornness is another sign of rejection. If I'm not right, I feel less than who I am is um, hinged on what you think of me. I have to feel superior. That's the spirit of rejection. Keeping up with appearance having to be the fixer you know those people that have to fix everything they have to have the answer for everything that's the spirit of rejection and um we we briefly touched on perceived rejection that's when like you know you could see me today and uh you could see me in church and i don't speak and you feel like oh it's something wrong you know you automatically feel rejected because i don't speak may not have saw you i may have been so deep in thought you know things like that so um those are that's perceived rejection so today we're going to go ahead and go to um this week part two and that's the identity crisis the spirit of that rejection as we said it attacks you at an early age Children are especially vulnerable to the damage of rejection because they are still developing their identities and learning who they are. So that's why that spirit comes in when you're young. I remember when I was young, just some of the things that I went through, y'all have heard me say I used to be really, I was just a little chunky. I always say I've been a little chunky. But just the rejection. At a young age and so what it did was uh, not just from school people but from family rejection don't just come in it comes in when you're young but it comes in from children at the school it comes in from children in the neighborhood it comes in from family and before you know it whoever you were designed to be you have now grown inward because that spirit of rejection has such a grip on you that you're afraid that you don't never know who you are you know I was always you know, I didn't know anything was wrong with me until somebody said something. I didn't know that I was different from the other kids until somebody pointed it out. And so when people point out that your differences are not good enough or not acceptable or is something wrong and that you need to change them that spirit of rejection begins to get a grip on you whereas nothing would have been wrong now i always encourage people to tell their children they are great that they are wonderful that they can do anything that they are unique and and um Fearfully and wonderfully made. If you if you don't shut them down, let them talk, let them speak and, and express themselves. You know, I know people that their children, they have these little um These little blossoming flowers, they love to talk and they express themselves. Well, you teach them respect, but let them keep that artistic part of them. Don't try to destroy that. Because once that spirit of rejection comes in that tells you you're not good enough, what you are isn't right. What you are isn't like everybody else, so something is wrong with you. Then you began to... Take on the characteristics that we talked about last week and that we briefly went over that make you want to um, hide. And so you began to wear a mask where nobody knows who you are. You began to uh, adapt according to people sometimes you adapt for everything and you have a a face or persona for everyone around you when you're at church you have a church persona when you're at work you have a work persona when you're with that friend you have this persona you have that persona for that friend and so because you have been taught what you were who you were at creation and, and and as you are isn't good enough, you began to adapt and you're like a chameleon for whomever you're around. And so that's why that spirit comes in at a very, very early age and tries to destroy you. It comes to kill you. It's kind of like... um when the people knew that Jesus was going was born, they sent somebody out to look because they said, okay, he here, he here now, but let me go find him so I can destroy him. And so that's kind of what the enemy did with, you know, with the people that are suffering from rejection. Okay, she's here. Let me just start hammering into in, this into her. Let me start hammering because if I, what I do, if I deter you from destiny, if I Eat away, eat it eat away, eat away at who you are, then I you never get to the place of who you're supposed to be. And so you 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 began to wear that mask and so who God created you to be, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You're ordained from um before you were formed in, your, formed in your mother's womb, you're ordained, but now you don't, well you, you're starting to veer from that, where you were strong and bold and courageous. Somebody's told you you talk too much. Somebody told you that that way was too much. Being bold was too much. It was, it was, it was not acceptable. And so now you began to shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and wear this mask. And so that's not going to work. And so that's what the enemy's target was all along. And so, that's what it is it just it's designed to tell you you're not good enough you can't do it what you are is not good enough and so when i thought about this i thought about um when jesus was um getting ready to go forth with his assignment what he did was you know after he had he had got up age he went and he fasted Here comes the enemy. Y'all remember that after his 40 day fast? Here comes the enemy, and he kept hitting him. He kept hitting him with this. Well, do this. Well, if you be the son of God, this. Well, hey, I'll tell you what. go up here if you do this and that i'll give you all this and that he kept hitting it why as soon as he got ready to perform he couldn't stop anything so he thought so he he has done all this stuff so he gets up there and he says okay now he getting ready to go forth in his ministry he been on this fast 40 days let me stop it because if i can deter him from destiny then i got him you understand so That's what he did. He took him to, he tried to deter him. He tried to say, okay, if I can get him to slip up, if I can get him to turn from this, if I can get him to slip up in any way, I got him. And so that's what the enemy does with the spirit of rejection. And so you may have been called to speak to nations. And now because you've been so beat down and so bowed, bowed down with everything, you're scared to go to the nations. You're scared to talk to anybody. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do because you have had that spirit of rejection is on you. And so now you just bound up. So you saw how he came to stop Jesus after the fast. He tried to bind him up. It attacks God's create the creation that God made you to be. It tries to destroy your self-esteem, who we are, and your purpose in life. This is one of the common roots the devil uses to destroy a person's life is the spirit of rejection, because with that spirit of rejection, he knows that you don't know who you are. You scared to be who you were created to be. How many of us on here right now have been told even now who you are is something wrong with you? So how do you feel about that? Who you are, how you speak, how you present yourself, how you preach, how you do your ministry. Who has told you that that's not good enough or that you might need to switch that up? See, somebody is always coming trying to plow that spirit of rejection into you so that you feel like you're not good enough. You know, if you suffer things, why did my mom leave me? Why did my dad leave me? I those things, that's those things are things that grab you and grip you. I remember um growing up that uh, you know, my dad was not in the house and um I had a stepdad and you know, just got to put it out there. Y'all probably heard it before. He was very abusive and um verbally, physically um, And then my dad wasn't in the home. So that's a rejection. Why do you not, you know, why do you, you know, you're over here. And I'm over here. We're 30 minutes away. I mean, I, we're cool now because God has healed some things. And, I mean, everybody has a story. I didn't know his story at the time, but I do now. You know, and I always understand that there are so many sides. You know, your mom tell you one side. This is So, you never really know. But at that time, I was dealing with the rejection of that. Then I was in the house with a stepfather who was... Very domineering, very abusive, very um I mean, to the point of i I feel like that spirit of rejection gripped me because when he was around, you could not really be. Like I was just bubbly talking, I liked to talk and run my mouth, so when he was around, you couldn't do that. There was like a fear that gripped you. I can still see myself when he um, comes up the stairs, when I hear him open the door in the house and come up the stairs. There was this fear that would grip me and i and I knew that I, whoever I was, this bubbly adventurous person, it had to be suppressed while he was there, and so with that that spirit of rejection. Um and then that what was which was going on with my father, those things gripped me and they began to shape me. So where I would have been a bubbly, you know, I might have been a I might have been an actor by now. I began to suppress who I was because of the spirit of rejection and I began to go inward. And so I'm hiding and I'm wearing all these masks to make everybody happy. You know, it's, it's too much. You talk too much. You're too heavy. What is, you can't do this. You can't go here. You can't do that. And before you know it, whoever I was supposed to be, so even though I was ordained from my mother's womb before I was formed in her womb to be a prophet to the nation, now all of this stuff is Piling on me and it's suppressing who I am, and so now I am what people call shy. Now, I'm not saying the introverts have all fought with rejection. But I'm just saying that's what happens to a lot of us. We began to shy away from people because we're scared. We're scared that who we are is not good enough. And that's what we've been taught by peers and family and others that what we who we are is not acceptable. And so we start piling all this stuff on us. So we never really step out into who we were supposed to be. So just think about it now. What is it? We've gone over the, the terms the, and the the uh, points of, of rejection. What is it that you think that suppressed you? At what point in your life were you suppressed? Where would you be now if you had not been suppressed? Where would you be now if things had not adjusted and changed your life? Where would you be going? So we have already identified from last week, and then we just briefly review. Is the spirit of rejection in your life? Are you wearing a mask? And have you been wearing the mask so long that you don't know who you are? See, we wear a mask for everybody. If you've dealt with the spirit of rejection, you've gotten into relationships that were detrimental to you. You've gotten into relationships. I know my first husband. I should not have married him. I should not have not even not only married him, I should not have ever looked at him. For no reason whatsoever. But if I think about the spirit of rejection. That had me gripped. That had this this fear on me. I, who I was wasn't acceptable. Well I was a little too chunky. That wasn't acceptable. Well that's not good. You know and they make you think. No man is going to want you when you're this way. Or no man is going to want you when you're that way. And so you began. See that's why we shouldn't do our kids like that. Because then. They began to look for attention in all the wrong places and so my story I can't even tell it all on here right now but they began to look for love in all the wrong places and so that spirit of rejection is so tight and so hard on them that they began to reach out in relationships and so like I said to truth be told I should probably shouldn't have never married my first husband I probably shouldn't have never ever looked at him but because the spirit of rejection has you oh let me go find oh he seems to love me oh he seems to accept all these things that the world told me was wrong about me let me attach to him when you know good son, well, it's something better i've seen people that were beautiful low self-esteem, that spirit of rejection is on them. They're wearing a mask. That spirit of rejection comes and destroys them. And so they're just grappling for whatever. When the spirit of rejection comes, it distorts your view of yourself, and it distorts your view of how everybody sees you, and it affects your choices from that point. It affects everything you do. So you've got to think about it. Did you accept a job that you probably shouldn't have, you you wouldn't have normally accepted? Because in your mind, maybe I didn't get a high school degree, but that's not what God said. Those are, that's not what God is saying. God didn't say you had to accept anything. He said all you had to do was ask him ask him and believe if you ask in his name and you believe it hey it's done it's done, but see you—you—you you, you on this path. Well, I didn't go to school. Society say, you know, that spirit of rejection got you thinking. Well, my sister graduated with a 4.0 and I just—I didn't even—I just barely made it. So now you don't feel like you—you're acceptable. That spirit of rejection, you feel like you have to do something extra or ordinary, or out of the will or call of God for your life. And so when you look up, you have spiraled into this place where you're never—you were never supposed to be. You were never supposed to be there. If you think about it, those of us that are in ministry, are you behind time? Are you behind time? I know I am. Let me raise my hand. So that way you don't be by yourself. Because you know one thing I said I was going to do on this show is keep it real. Why am I behind time? Let me tell y'all why I'm behind time. We're going to keep it real. This show, this show going to be probably the one of the realest ones so far. I'm behind time because the spirit of rejection had me so bound that I was sitting up looking for somebody to validate me and tell me that who I was. And then when they validated and told me who I was, then I was expecting them to rock me like a little baby and take me every step of the way and push me. And they didn't do that. So when they didn't push me or when I got up and said something, if it did, if I didn't get no big accolade. Oh, something must have been wrong. I didn't. Uh, uh, oh, they didn't receive that word. Oh, I, I got to go back and think about that word. No, no. That's because the spirit of rejection got you thinking if somebody don't look at you. That's why the Bible said, don't be afraid of their face. That's why he gave them instructions. To him. Don't don't be afraid of their faces when you go to them. Because hey, their face gonna be toe up. And if you wasn't bound up and insecure, you would think that what I was saying wasn't true. So yeah, that's why, yes, ma'am, keep yes, ma'am, we got to kill it because we sitting around waiting on somebody to to, to tell us you did good, good job. Then you think you can go to the next level. No, you go to the next level. When you pass the test that God have given you, when you do, when you are obedient and you do what God tell you to do, that's when you go to the next level. But we are so bound up and so scared. Oh, oh, should I say that? Or did I preach? Or did nobody really get up? No, we, that rejection spirit you, what did I say? The rejection spirit brought on, y'all. I'm got all off my notes, but we gonna be all right. The spirit of rejection brings on fear, insecurity, spirit of offense. You always offended. You always offended, cause you've, you you rejected, and then when you always offended. I'm finna run before you run. See, you're not going to do nothing to me. I'm going to run. That way, uh, I don't feel rejected. So I'm finna get up out of the dodge. Jealousy, pride, self-pity, isolation, and deception. Those are the spirits that come on through rejection. And so you get up. And then we get up in ministry. Guess what? We done been called. We running. We get up in ministry. Guess what? guess y'all know it the spirit of rejection is still there did you think it was going to go somewhere so you operating in your gift halfway operating in your gift but that spirit of rejection is still on you and so Everywhere you go, you began to eat at people and do things that's not right because you don't want nobody to get close to you, but now you didn't accept the call of a pastor or you didn't accept the call of an evangelist or a prophet. So now you're going out and this spirit of rejection is so uh, strong on you that you have this air about you. People don't know you ain't got no self-esteem, you're toe up and you're acting like this because you're rejected inside and you're trying to... Build a wall up so they can't get in. There was a time when in my life where so much had happened to me. And like I said, the spirit of rejection had been tearing at me since I was little. So it just kept building. and kept building that I had such a wall up. And I could feel the... I could feel it. It was like a disconnect. It was even a disconnect from God. I mean, I was going through the motions. But it was a disconnect. And I went to this altar one day in, um, at this church in Conway. And I began to cry out, Lord take this because I don't want to feel like this. I cannot operate like this. I can't function in a relationship. I can't function in with my children. I sure can't function and lead nobody in God because you are dysfunctional. The spirit of rejection even deals with how you deal with your own folks. Yeah, you would say, oh, not my children. No, because there was a point when I realized that I was acting like my mother and my grandmother. And I said, oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. All that hardness and that coldness. All that distant stuff. None of that. They never, none of that. It, because they had all of this, these spirits that they were battling. And so... um, and it tries to attach. And so we have to be the curse breakers and break these curses and break these cycles. So rejection, like I said, will tear you up in ministry. I, I, it's going to tear you up in relationships. How many of y'all keep, how many, I, I, let me talk to the women. How many women feel like you got to be the fixer? How many of y'all find a, a man that's all this, you know he need help? Well,, look, if I can just teach him how to love and show him that I love him, he going to love me back. What you what what? So you feel like your love to be your love has to be uh, earned. Because you, you feel rejected. And see, when people feel rejected, they feel like if they can get certain types of people to love them, then they're in. That includes ministry. That includes relationships. That includes friendships. So next thing you know, you look up and you're in these bad situations. So now not only are you rejected, but then you keep adding to it because you keep seeking out people that have no place for you. That's going to add to the the, the the destruction and the rejection. And so we got to kill that. We got to kill that. We got to get delivered from this spirit. Because when you start looking at it, start looking at the relationships. Start looking at the job. Start looking at, I would have went to school if I had a felt like I could have made it. Or if somebody had just told me that I was good enough. If somebody had told me I could have did this. See you sitting around waiting on somebody else to validate you. Because that spirit of rejection got you bound up. So I don't care who you looking at. Even the greatest person you see may have had to have to fight with that spirit. Something happened. Somebody dropped them. They were adopted. The dad left. The mom left. Somebody dropped them. And I find that it's even more so prevalent in ministry because when y'all go to these ministries, I'm just gonna tell you. And these people, they come in, they dealing with the spirit of rejection. See, it's just like a big old chain link. They battling it too. They don't even know they battling, it, but you can tell by we didn't. I didn't gave you the signs, okay? Uh, we we might list them again. I might need to type them on here. You know they battling it, so it begins a big old chain chain link chain that attaches to the whole church, and so it just trickles down it just trickles down i I had a pastor once very prideful they the um they would say it's because all the things they have been through in ministry, but evidently they weren't releasing it, and so um all they did was a chain of hurt and pain and and all that foolishness, so I'm trying to see what um so here we say when you base your identity on what others think of you, how many of you are dressed like people want you to dress, doing what people want you to do uh if people say be like, "Why you laugh like that, or whatever, you stop laughing like that, why you say that like that, you stop saying it like that, so after a while, you don't know what to say, you just resist. You just, just be stuck. Just be stuck. So, let me ask you a question. Who or what defines who you are? Is it your job? Is it what your parents thought to think of you? Is it what your friends think of you? Is it how well you perform in the workplace? How much money you have? Um, How good a grades you get? Is it what you think of yourself? Is it how physically strong and fit you are? When, when you die, all these things, none of these things are going to go with you. So God never intended for us to feel rejected or abandoned. He never, his desire for you was to know who you are and how deeply he loves you. And so you've got to understand that the spirit of rejection makes you feel starved for love. It makes you feel... Like nobody loves you, nobody cares for you. I got this Ephesians 3 19. And to know the love of Christ, which path which passive knowledge that ye may be filled with the all fullness of God. See, if you don't know the love of Christ, that's one of the other things that the, the enemy stops makes you think. Because if you don't know the love of Christ, see, it's easy, you know, you run around the church trying to say. Oh, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. But you don't because you don't even know love yet. And so a lot of times we began to give our interpretation of love, which is a perverted love. It's not God's love. When I came to the church, y'all have heard me tell this story before. I was trying to be like everybody else. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. God is so good, honey. God is good. I love you. But I didn't know love. I didn't know love because rejection tied to me early i didn't have that growing up i didn't have it then because rejection tied to me early and i married the wrong person and i got on all these wrong relationships even before then i didn't know love and so to conceive the love of god i could not conceive it in my mind And see, that's where a lot of us are. You know, we'll say, oh, I love you, God. Oh, God loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. But you can't conceive it in your mind because you have not really embraced that love. You have not accepted that love even for your own self. And so since you have not embraced that love, you're battling, you're battling, you're struggling with that spirit of rejection. You're battling. That's why some of us some people can't stay safe that's why some people slipping and sliding all the time because they cannot grasp in their minds or in within them that concept of love because they don't know it and so they keep equating God's love with this earthly love which is okay you know you do what I do what I need you to do bring me this do this do that do this do this and that's not love what love is say everything nice to me and make me feel good that's not what love is and so we can't conceive what love really is and that's why we give people this conditional watered down love and that's not it it, because we don't know what love is because we are so bound up we're so tied up and and we need to let go the reason that i'm sitting here is because god wants you to live your best life is that what the song say god wants you to live your best life He wants you to live your best life. And I believe, y'all know I've been saying this for a long time, that God is calling the forerunners. He's calling the people. And, you know, I told you that he said there was getting ready to be a sifting. So the people that thought, can God really use me? Yeah, he can use you. But before we go to seminary, we, we do do some teaching before we go to seminary, before we do all this other stuff and start wearing the titles, I'm the prophetess, so I'm the apostle. Let's get some of the basics done first so that you not like what has gone on before you. So you're not like those other people that have gone on before you that we're sitting up here shaking our head saying, this is a train wreck happening. So... Let's get all this stuff together. So we're going to work, continue to work on this. Um, Let's see. Next week, we're going to talk about rising above rejection part three. So we're going to talk about rising above the um, rejection. So we're going to talk about how to get over rejection next week. So we've had some good, um, good talks about it. Um, but you, you have got to get over it to go forward. That spirit is gripping. It is painful. And we need, we need each and every one of you to be whole so that you can go forth and do ministry. Because God has something great. And what I really want to encourage you to do is what I have to encourage myself to do all the time is to be you. Y'all don't know how much I struggle with that. And that's why I, I'm a, I guess y'all get tired of me every week. Be you. Be the you you want to be. I, somebody called me a peculiar prophet one time. Because um, I just have my own way. I, I want to have my own way. I don't want to be like anybody else. I want to, you know, do what God wants me to do. And I don't want to be like anybody else. Because a lot of times what has happened before you is not working anyway. So it's okay to be unique. God's going to give you ideas. He's going to start speaking to you. And you're going to do it another way. I know like even I struggle with sitting here and not giving you the shout. You know, sometimes it comes. I struggle with not doing that because I think that's what people expect. But um, you're going to catch me at one of these prophetic retreats or revivals. But I think now we need more information. We need revelation. We need information To take us to the next dimension. And that's what we're going to get here for a kingdom takeover. Because there can be no kingdom takeover. There can be no elevation with you being stuck in the same patterns. With the same spirit. Trying to drag that same chain. You remember I told It's like a chain link. Trying to drag that same chain with you from place to place. You can't do it. And so we're going to get over this spirit of rejection y'all so we can go forward in ministry. Because God is calling for you. God is calling for you. And I get inboxes and I get texts and people will tell me how I really help them. God is calling for you. And He's calling for you to do something totally out the box. Uh, I'm still working on my um, Prophets of Fire. Y'all, I'm real particular about these Prophets of Fire because... Let me tell you what prophets must have that's going to be in the prophets of fire. They must have integrity. They must have self-control. They must have humility. And they must have love. Those are some of the things. Because a prophet that's not walking in love is like a bull in a china cabinet. You're trying to spew out all this stuff, but you, you, you have no, and you have no self-control in it. You have no self-control, and so you just shooting out prophecy. And a lot of times, and I say this all the time, y'all, the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. And people say, well, did, that didn't mean that. Well, let me tell you what. Whatever is going on internally with you, that's how your prophecies is jacked up. I've seen it time and time again. So that's another reason we're trying to heal, especially for the prophets. So we're still interested in, we're still working on the school of the, of the um. Prophets of fire, but I've had a couple. If you reach out to me for the prophets of fire, you better be living something or you at least need to be willing to be trained. And a lot of people, when they have their name prophet on their, their title prophet, they feel like they have arrived. And trust me, if you want this fire... (laughs) You ain't never arrived and somebody can always teach you. So we're still doing the prophets of fire. Um, I do have some people. I tell them all the time, honey, I already had you on the list. You drafted. Um, I'm trying to get my list, y'all. So y'all see where we're going and what we're doing. Um, What's coming up? Because we do have some events coming up. Um, LaShonda Jones will be here October 5th. uh, If you haven't registered for that. It's going to begin at 10 a.m. My events, I am doing words of encouragement at Ladies Let's Talk in Pine Bluff with overseer um, Beverly Murphy. I am on for words of encouragement. October 18th, I am on the... um, Women women Preachers Across the Globe. Uh, We'll be um, on a panel with several women talking about deliverance. Uh, November 9th, I am going to be a part of the Prophetic Reset in Holly Grove with Apostle Karen Freeman and Apostle Tina Edwards. So we'll be there. I'm really, really excited about this. See, that's when I get to bring the fire. (laughs) So on Thursdays, I just get to teach and... um, all of that but uh that's when i get to bring my fire then but um really excited if y'all can come out and and visit if you hadn't got the book go get the book inbox me and get the book because the book is going to bless your life reloaded and dangerous i don't have my copy way over there on the other side of the room but um next thursday y'all we're gonna go ahead and wipe out the spirit of, of um, rejection. We're going to talk about rising above it. How to get over it. Because re- it's time for you to walk out in destiny. It's time. No more excuses. No more fear. No more doubt. Uh, as my sister's book say, fear has left the building. We are not um, walking in that anymore. So we're getting rid of all the excuses. All the excuses. Honey, if I can sit here, you can sit here too. Try. I'm just going to tell you. Um... Trying to make sure I hadn't left anything out. But anyway, until next week, I want you guys to know that I love you. If you have anything that you want to talk about, if you have anything, topics that we need to go over, if you have anything that you need prayer about, our next Kingdom Fast will be in October. I don't have the dates yet. But, um inbox me so I can put you in the Kingdom Fast um, Clos, it's a crows group only for the people that are going on the fast so inbox me if you're interested in the fast the fasts are pretty easy and I'm sure the people that have gone on the fast they'll tell you that they have been blessed tremendously um, through, the, through going on the fast and so that's what it's all about to build up your spirit a lot of us you know I'm finding that we don't even know how to fast we need to get back to the basics prayer and fasting, get back to the basis to build our spirit up. So, um, I'm trying to think if I missed anything. But anyway, thank you all for joining. I always tell y'all, y'all could be anywhere in the world (laughs) right about now. But you are sitting here with me, and I appreciate that so much. If you came in late, go back and watch the replay. We're just basically going over the spirit of rejection uh, so you can identify it, so you can see, hey, I need some help, and this is the areas that it has stopped me in. Because I believe that we are coming upon a season of blessings. I believe that and I believe that part of that is going to be by through your obedience because as your soul prospers, hey, everything else around you can prosper. And I believe that we are getting ready to come into that season of blessings for many people. Um, there's going to be a growth spiritually and naturally and it's just going to be amazing. And so that's one of the other reasons that I'm here is because there is about to be um such amazing things happening for the body of christ those who go who are part of this shifting so um i'll talk to you all next week until next week i just want you guys to know i love you have an amazing evening and i'll see you all next week be blessed